Damn you, Chase Legler. I just want to say one thing, too, to all of our fans and, and customers for, for all the support and love that you do show us. It, it means a lot. I, I think the too long didn't read version of what Luke just went on was that... our way to say that that we love you guys and we appreciate what everyone's going through and uh you know we're, we're all in this together saunder stories chapter what pnp where are we at damn it i didn't look <laughs> uh i can always count on you for this my guess is 47 Oof. well you don't have to guess Let's just say it's it's the latest chapter, right? Um, season two. Our guests, uh, our listeners, will already know what chapter it is because they'll see it on the title, right? They probably think I'm dumb, like this idiot can't read. <laughs> yeah. um, well, here we are, and uh, we're just gonna kind of catch up today um, and talk about a new beer that we've got coming, and just give a quick update. Um, we made some announcements this week, and. Um, we're doing our best to, uh, as we always do in this environment, pivot to the best of, of who we are and who our team is. And so we just want to kind of get together and hang out for a little bit. Um, all of us are drinking our beer that, uh, by the time this podcast comes out, the beer will have been released uh, very recently. Uh, but at the time of recording, which is Friday here, this beer is released tomorrow. And we're talking about um, one of our team's, uh, our entire team's favorite beers a uh, beer we've been really excited about, Carmen's Carrot Cake. Um, it is the most mind-blowing beer, probably, that uh, we put into a glass. And um, this year uh, <laughs> wasn't different than last. It is still mind-blowing. I still poured into a glass. It still looks like Orange Fago. And it tastes like a delicious beer that tastes like carrot cake. Um, well done, guys. I've got uh, Luke Shropshire over here on a mic. So, guys. Uh, everyone's favorite podcast star, Chase Legler. Hello. And PNP across from me. Hello. So uh, let's just dive right in. So all of us are drinking Carmen's. Uh, this would normally be the segment I'd ask what's in your glass, but you can't hide this one. It's bright orange. looks a little bit like highlighter orange. Um, and that comes from pureed carrots, which we actually put into this beer. So um, I, I believe we talked a little bit about this last year because uh, on our podcast for our anniversary uh, a lot of us were consuming it that day. It was the day we released it last year. It was supposed to come out a couple of weeks ago, um, but due to the increased uh, demand and limited supply of aluminum cans, it delayed the release for us. Um, but it gave us kind of a cool opportunity to uh, to really solo focus on this beer this year, and, and I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, we made it work. Um, I think in an ideal world, we would release this like right before Thanksgiving every year like the perfect beer to like kind of have like at the thanksgiving table with you kind of compliments all the food and but now everyone gets it for christmas that's true yeah so no matter what you'll be able to enjoy a carmen's carrot cake during the holidays that's right so so this beer kind of originated as um i don't want to say a, a joke but it was kind of a far-fetched idea that uh luke you and chase kind of were throwing together um i know chase you really wanted to do something with carrots mm-hmm. um just a straight <laughs> carrot beer may not have been awesome, so Luke put <laughs> put his spin on it, and and out came this. Well, I want to do like a like a somewhat of a healthy beer with that's adjunct. And, uh, that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, it's it's actually. I mean, this beer is still relatively healthy. There's not a lot of residual sugar in it. Okay. Um. So it's so for a dessert beer, especially. I mean, the caloric level of it's not super high. It's certainly not like a sugar bomb. By no, it's means. not. It's drinkable. It's crushable. Yeah. Yeah. Luke and I. I mean, I'm pretty sure each of us had like 12 in one day last year on our <laughs> yeah. anniversary party. Yeah, Luke's definitely the most familiar with yeah. this beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. So, so tell me, uh, Luke, how did your mind get to carrot cake? So, so Chase is like, I want to do a carrot beer, and you immediately go to carrot cake. How did that happen? 
Um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> we tried the beer, and um, I just you tried the ba- the beer when the, it was just base, carrots. And <laughs> it was psyched now. We were both like now. <laughs> I was like, hold on, I got an idea. Let me try something. So, um, as, you know, as it says on the on the can, we use uh, graham cracker flavoring, vanilla, and cinnamon. So, mm-hmm. um, we had some extra graham cracker flavoring laying around. Added that in, um, threw a little bit of vanilla and cinnamon. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I think I think we're getting some here. And then I, I redid it, and I you know brought it up for him to try. I was like, all right, guys, try this. And everyone's like, ah, I don't know, it's still carrots. I'm like, no, but seriously, just try it. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, okay, this this uh, this definitely goes. And um, then I remember the next day, Chase was like, okay, so we're gonna do a seven barrel batch of it. Uh, so are you ready? <laughs> I was like, what? I literally put it together in two minutes, and now we're gonna do a batch of it. I was like, oh my goodness. And here we are, a sixty barrel batch this year. Yeah, yes, it's pretty awesome. I think this beer. Uh, for a lot of reasons, I love this beer, but what's really cool and, and why it's kind of fun to have both of you on this podcast is this, to me, is like a very perfect marriage of the two of y'all's strengths yeah. um, or, or one of each of y'all's strengths and being able to put that together really well. Um, and, and you get this beautiful marriage of an adjuncted beer mm-hmm. uh, that's not a crazy sweet bomb. No. Uh, we released another beer this week, uh, Puffy Coat, our, our S'mores Brown Ale. That's another example of it. That beer is not a pastry stout. It's not thick and, and creamy and a, a ton of lactose or any of this other right. stuff. It's a brown oh, ale. Yeah. There's no lactose. It, it, yeah. I mean, it is a, it is a brown ale, a beer, yeah. that still tastes like a beer, but it has some, some s'more flavor to it. And, and that's another example of it. And this is another one of those. Um, we can cut this out if this isn't true, but... Is there any la- there's no lactose in this beer, right? No. Uh the only way that and you know, the only reason why this beer works is because of the carrot puree adds in its own sweetness. You know, carrots in general are sweet. Oh, okay. Um so I hadn't thought about that, but that makes sense. Yeah, so you know, it's just a Voss base and if you take the gra- if you take the carrots out and you use the flavorings, it's not it's just okay. Um, and then when you add the carrots to it, it adds a little bit of a sweetness <coughs> to it, but not like a touch of body sugar. Yeah, but it, it adds, you know, some complexity to it. So it, it makes it into what it is. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it, it, it's um, I know at one point, Danny, you can uh, you can help me get this accurate. But at one point last year after we dropped this beer, because as you mentioned, this is this is um, a beer that was spun off of. I know it's it's not so much now this year, but last year we just took these adjuncts and we added it to Voss, our, our base Kolsch mm-hmm. this year, it's still a Kolsch, but yeah. you guys have done a little bit more of the recipe to make it its own. Um, and at one point it was a top 20 rated Kolsch in the world based on untapped. So wasn't it? Yeah. It's top six right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? That's awesome. I remember. Awesome. So, you know, we get pretty wild with beers here and, you know, Katie and I will look at the list of available styles on untapped and it's like, this beer doesn't fit literally any of these. Because, <laughs> like, like, all the dessert beers are, like, stouts or, you know, like, adjuncted, et cetera. And, like, that's just not what this is at all. So, it's like, you know, this technically is a Kolsch. So, it's what we have it listed on <laughs> But That's pretty fun. It'd yeah. be fun to send this into competition, too. Well, I was thinking about that. Yeah. Could, Experimental could it, or, or a field beer. Field, field beer. Oh, yeah, there's, field, like, a vegetative. Field, field yeah. beer is where it would yeah. actually add yeah, perfectly yeah that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) what would be awesome what an odd category (laughs) they have that as a category but they don't have it on untapped field beer really that's interesting at least i don't think so i'll double check that but i'm pretty sure we like looked for that because we had that conversation last year too yeah i love that with beers like this i feel like some of our best ideas come from opportunity of like hey we we have like seven barrels of this what do you guys want to do or like we have Mm -hmm. an empty tank like let's get weird yeah. Like stuff like that, I feel like we always like hit it out of the park, and it's not something that we like plan on doing. But then, like it, that opportunity comes available, and we do weird shit like this, and it pops. And I've been getting asked like, when is Carbon's Carrot Cake coming out for the last like three months? Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. I actually, uh, uh, so we're, you know, we're forcing people to to, to work for uh, from home who can. So I was up in the office uh, by myself the other day, and the phone rang, so I went to go answer it, which I usually don't really answer the phones around here. And uh, they haven't been asking when Carmen's carrot cake is coming out. I almost want to be like, you know, Carmen's my grandmother. And, uh, but, I, but I didn't go into it. So um, let's talk about that. So it's named after uh, Grandma Carmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and 
she made the most infamous carrot cake. Yeah. Was, I'm, yeah I mean, I'm just yeah. kind of teeing you up here, but do you, why don't you talk about it a little bit? Yeah, so every year uh, for Thanksgiving, we'd get together as a family, and she'd always make her uh, carrot cake, which is phenomenal carrot cake. Um, so this beer was kind of uh, uh, cool to do for, for, for myself and family because uh, she passed away two years ago now, and it was in October right before Thanksgiving, um, which is really hard on my family and my, my aunt especially, who, who always held and holds our Thanksgiving dinner. Um, obviously this year it didn't happen, but um, the following year after her passing, though, it was, it was fun to, to bring Carmen's Carrot Cake to our uh, Thanksgiving dinner, and you know, my aunt started crying, and um, it was fun. So, yeah, Carmen was my grandmother. Uh, we even uh, put in her favorite color on the label, uh, this maroon purple color. She, oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty rad. Yeah, Jen did a, a great job of kind of getting that uh, character to come through in the label. And she always always had very colorful purple coats and purple boots. Um, yeah, she was... Uh, oh, that's awesome. She was, uh, she was a feisty lady. Uh, she was a hard worker, worked up until she was 87. Um, so, yeah, she had a... a interesting life kind of a hard life as well um so it's nice to have a, a beer that comes out once a year uh, in memory of her so it's fun and uh does your family like do they do they approve of the taste of the carrot cake beer <laughs> in comparison to the carrot cake so that's my so that's my my dad's mother and they're not really beer kind of serious except for my cousin ted um he, he always loves my beer which is awesome uh, um but the rest of them are kind of like yeah that's interesting and when i <laughs> when i when i pour the beer they're like you know like Ugh. <laughs> and, but but it's been like that ever since i was home brewing I'd, I'd always bring beer there and it'd be the same thing my my aunt who i love she would always just like take a sip and be like and literally be like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's pilot brewing pilot brewing yeah <laughs> that's right that's right chase never home brews it's just pilot brewing uh, even when I was taking a picture today, um, I had to, like, run up here to get some really quick. So I left, like, the can and the draft on uh, the counter. And I, as I'm, like, walking away, I hear the customer that's at the cash register like, ooh, what is that? Like, <laughs> the color of this beer just really pops off. And yeah. it always makes me think about, like, one of my favorite days last year was the uh, our friends over at BC Montgomery's. Um, <laughs> their anniversary <laughs> their party. Their anniversary <laughs> party. That was a really great night for a lot of reasons. But, um we had this beer on tap, and it was funny, like, looking around, you could see, oh, yeah, that's right. like, you could just see the orange glasses mm. everywhere. It was like, oh, I know what you're drinking. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, playing that game, too, of, like, guessing what people are drinking. I'm pretty good at it now. I mean, obviously, I see the beers a lot. The only really hard ones are, like, the lagers, but uh, obviously, this one's a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, this one, like you said, I mean, it's it's one of those beers that's a statement. Yeah. And when somebody, when somebody drinks it at the bar, it quickly, like, everyone knows it. Yeah. Um, so this year we have a, a different way to get this beer um, versus last year. Um, as of yesterday, which was Thursday of this week, uh, we reintroduced home delivery. Um, and this is a beer that, uh, it's funny, I was, I was texting uh, with my dad uh, yesterday when you, when you posted about the carrot cake. And um, I had a couple people in my family that, that were like, you know, are you gonna are you gonna be able to get us any of this? How quickly is it gonna go? And I was like, I don't know, but can you just imagine a world where this beer could get delivered to your front door? Right, and that's where we're at, which yeah, is pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm thinking Monday and Tuesday might be big days for us. Yeah, I've I've kind of uh, reached out to a couple of reserve home uh, home delivery drivers just in case. Yeah, I'm not sure that Jen and I will be able to manage it just yeah, on our own. I'll be available, obviously. Perfect. I know there's some folks in Wisconsin that are <laughs> they were messaging Haley. Where can we get it in Wisconsin? <laughs> we do not home deliver to Wisconsin. We are we are a quick seven hour drive away. <laughs> um, but let's talk a little bit about that uh, for a second, and and why we've kind of pulled that lever and made that decision. So, um, you know, this year uh, it's no secret to anyone how weird it's been, and um, it's uh, it's a challenge. It's a challenge for everyone. Uh, Mentally, physically, emotionally, you name it, right? Um, financially, go down the list. Uh, 2020 has been a weird year. Um, and uh, candidly, we probably uh, could have pulled the trigger on home delivery and going back to it a few weeks ago, um, just given uh, the trends of the world today, um, particularly in Ohio. Uh, we decided to hold off as long as we could um, because 
we do care about and appreciate and respect our, our partnerships that we have with our, our retail partners um, that we sell our beer to, and then they in turn on a wholesale level, and then they in turn sell our beer. Um, where we are now, and, and the reason that we decided to make this decision is um, there are now uh, many, many people uh, ab- abiding to uh, Governor Mike DeWine's request to stay home. Um, who are getting groceries delivered to home. They're, uh, they're making food at home. They're not going out. They're not going to breweries. They're not going to grocery stores. Um, and so this is simply an opportunity for us to make sure that our, our fans and our consumers are still able to get our beer uh, and remain safe. Um, it was a tricky decision um, there because, again, because a lot of our retail partners are still open. Uh, but for us, I just want to make it really clear that that for us, this is um, simply an opportunity right now in the world that we live in, in this environment. It's not something we plan to do forever. Um, it is a, a way for us to maintain our brand um, and uh, our brand equity and get our beer to consumers um, within 15 miles of the brewery who would normally be coming here, by the way. Um, and we see that in our numbers. So uh, it, it's, to, it's to make sure that, uh, to ensure that, that fans of our product and, and fans of small business alike um, have the opportunity to get our product. And, and that, was, that was why we pulled this, this lever. Um, you know, we had a conversation a couple of days ago, the four owners, um, and uh, we said something kind of collectively on that call um, that has resonated with me for the last two days, Chase. Um, we make a lot of decisions in this company um, based on emotion. Um, and that's who we are. We, we want to do that. It's from our heart. Um, we try not to make cut and dry, black and white, draw a line down the paper business decisions. Um, there's a balance. There's a balance you have to have there. There's a balance between um, the human side of things and the business side of things. And for us to, to execute home delivery, um, that was what we feel like was a blend of that. Um, and candidly, it's, a, it's an effort to um, make sure that the business stays healthy and, and that we're able to sell all of the crazy good beer that we're making. So uh, I'll hop off my soapbox here and I'll let you guys j- jump in however you feel apt to do so. But um, that's the big piece for me is just that, that everyone knows that, that this is just an opportunity for us to maintain business but to also um, do it safely. Yeah, the way I see it is that uh, you know, we're trying to be inclusive and helpful to, you know, people that are responsibly like living right now, you know, so maybe they are cutting down on trips to the places they're going. They're literally only going to Kroger. Well, if you go to Kroger, you only have three or four of our beers available, depending on where you're at. That's right. You know, or maybe you are just simply going out less and you don't want to walk into a tap room. Totally get it. You know, so we're just giving these people that, like you said, Justin, would be stopping into our place normally an opportunity to get beer safely delivered to them. And, and by the way, some people have cut Kroger out. Some people are getting groceries delivered at home. Right. I, I saw a statistic. Can, um, that, can you include beer in your delivery? I actually don't know the answer to that. I don't, I don't know, know either. Um, I saw a statistic, and, and this is ultimately uh, one of the reasons. You know, Danny, I give you and, and Katie and Jen, um, I give your team a lot of credit because um, – I picked up the phone and, and said something to you uh, about potentially, I said, I have a call with, with the owner's group in 10 minutes, and we're going to talk about potentially turning on home delivery. How quickly can you make that happen? Because we need to turn it on as quick as possible. And within four hours, we had it posted in live. And, that, and that's a testimony to y'all's team and, and getting it ready to go. Um, and, and the statistic really that kind of drove that home for me and realized that this was a big opportunity um, and, and, a, and something that we needed to do um, there are 11 million and change residents that live in Ohio. Um, and over 6 million people in Ohio have gotten COVID testing, have been tested. So, so what that tells me is over 50% of the state has had a test for COVID. Now, that doesn't give us a time span, right? But my point to that is many people who are getting tested are quarantining. They're getting tested because they either have been uh, exposed or think they've been exposed or they're fearful of it. Right. 
Well, most people while they're while they're being tested aren't leaving their house. Well, yeah, even like negative tests, if you've been exposed, that's right. You still have the quarantine, but right? Per the so, CDC. So, like in theory, you could be a perfectly healthy person that's just trying to live their life at home, but not be able to go get beer anywhere. That's right, and so that's exactly right. So for me, when I look at that, all right, let's say, I mean, statistically speaking, fifty percent of the residents in Ohio have been tested. So even if we say as, as cases have increased by 20%, take 20% of that number, 20% of those people might be quarantining right now. And so this is an opportunity for us to, to hopefully inject a little bit into, into this local economy. Yeah. It's certainly not like, you know, home delivery isn't keeping the lights on, you know, it's just a way for us to supplement some of the dollars that we're losing from people that aren't stopping. That's right. That's exactly right. And I'm okay talking about that. This is the world we live in. Right. right? And I think, you know, putting the emotion into it, you know, this is why I I love being part of this team is, is with Justin's leadership. Like if it, if it, if there wasn't emotion into it, then decisions would be made and it'd be hurting people and decisions are being made at the sacrifice of other that's right. avenues. So, you know, there's, you know, this, this brewery's built on people, you know, so it's, it's easy to, to look at numbers, which Justin's really good at and seeing, you know, areas that we could, you know, essentially make cuts and whatnot. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's, that's real people. So it's, it's, it's easy to, to make that justifiable in a large company, I guess, but and I and I don't think we'll ever get to that point. I think we'll be that's a large not who company. we are. No, no. So you know, kudos to to Justin on that, and also you know, I, we we can edit this out or cut it out if it doesn't make sense. But um, when we did the um, collaboration with Brewdog, for example, um, uh, one of the people that we were collaborating with from Brewdog went through a very he had uh, he was basically attacked and had a very violent. Um, very traumatic injury. Yeah, very traumatic injury. And uh, we found out the day that Brudog was actually here that this even happened. And I, I was just shocked by what happened. He was in the hospital, and I think he's having a, an okay recovery now. But, I mean, I went up and talked to Justin about it, and just, you know, immediately it's like, yep, we got to do proceeds of this beer. needs to go to him and his family. It's just like, you know, it's just such a, a decision that was just, you know, like just not even a thought. Like, and that's why I love just being part of this team and, yeah, I, I agree. Thanks for bringing that up. That's um, that's who we are. That's the heart of, of who this company is. The, at the at the heart of the name of the brewery, yeah. and every person uh, having a story, right? Yeah. Um, that's why I love. I mean, what's really cool for me is it, every year this will be the case. Whether it's uh, this would be a, a week ago or two weeks ago, or it would be now, is we go into back to back beers um that have meaning to chase and i between family tradition and carmen's um you know chase just talked a lot about his grandma carmen right and th- and this beer means something to him and his family just like family tradition does for us and so for me um every decision we make that that impacts our team uh will always be something that is fought for forever and and i just wanted to use today on the podcast as a platform to be able to talk about that because um, I think it's important for everyone. You know, I, I the other day I was sitting with another uh, business owner uh, in the beer industry, and um, he said he was having a conversation with a fellow brewery owner and asked how they were doing, and said brewery owner said, yeah, everything's great. We're doing great. This is great. We're good. And he just looked at him, and I respect this response so much. He just looked at him and said, listen, if you don't want to have an honest conversation about how the world is and how the businesses are today, then we don't need to. Let's not fake it. Yeah. Right? The, the global economy is affected by this right now. Small business is affected by this right now. And everybody is just trying to survive. And you either are okay talking about that and trying to get in front of it and trying to be creative. I'm so proud of this team and this company because we are consistently innovating and trying to get creative and do things that we can, uh, not only with our product, but with how we get that product to consumers. Um, I love that, you know, Danny brought this up. I love that we can sit in a meeting, Luke, and, and we can say, all right, you have X dollars, get some barrels, and let's do something cool. 
and I have all the faith in the world that you're going to, first of all, you're going to milk that dollar as long as it goes, which I love about you and Chase both. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you, but, but eight to 12 months later, we're going to have a product like Family Tradition, and it's going to be freaking rad. Yeah. I love that. Um, you guys are going to get creative with that, just like this beer. Yeah, no, it, it's fun with that. I mean, um, so, so going back, what I wanted to say, um, and then we'll go back to what you just said there too, is um, it, um, it is unfortunate, um, you know, with uh, everything going on. But the one thing I am kind of excited about is, uh, I think it was already said, is people are staying home, which yeah. is good. Um, regardless of how that's affecting their businesses, it's, uh, it's not great, obviously. But, you know, it seems like, you know, we're all finally you know, getting it, you know, and obviously the faster – the more we can stay home, the better. And, um, you know, like with my, my lifestyle, I don't, I don't really go out much because I'm a little boy and uh, my wife. So, um, but, you know, seeing other people who were previously going out and, you know, with the, everyone was freaking out about what DeWine was going to say, uh, with potentially doing some more, you know, bar shutdowns or whatnot. And then after that didn't happen in the three-week, um, um, you know, grace period, I guess. And then everyone kind of going with that, you know, that was, uh, that was a good thing to see. But, um yeah, and then going back to um, making these beers, um, it's awesome that you guys have so much faith in me because they're they're, they're not easy. Um, the the carrot cake I wanted to talk uh, or touch on is because um, this uh, you know before we ever do a you know we have the recipes from last year and we can just go with it. Or what I always like to do is I like to retest everything out just to make sure it's going to be correct. And um, I think one thing that changed drastically on this uh, this round was um, last year when we were doing our Kolsch, we were uh, buying lab pitches, so fresh yeast. Um, you know, we'd, we'd re-harvest and go from there, but then we wouldn't do much more with it, and then we'd get another fresh pitch. Now with Voss, since we brew it so much, Chase and I have gotten up to X generations where we like to flavor the taste, how it reacts, and where we think it's the best. So we, we buy a, a very high-generation bank yeast that we have through Omega, and that was the biggest challenge this year because that yeast is so much more different than the yeast that we were using, you know, last year because uh, it's, it's got more character, more flavor, more attenuation, you know, so it's drying out a little bit more. So when I was dialing in the numbers that we had from last year to this year's beer, it was not the same. Um, and so I, I, I worked four to five hours on this beer just to get this thing dialed, and it was not easy, but we got it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's the challenge of beer. Um, but that's the fun part about it, too, because when it finally Keeps works. on your toes. Yeah, because, <laughs> you, know, you know, it can't always be the same thing, and it's, it's boring. But, um, you know, the, the beer is not really ever changing. Our beer is very consistent. Um, but there are times, you know, like when we, we have a better yeast in-house, it makes a crisper beer. Um, and then it makes me have to work harder to figure out how to then manipulate that beer to get to where it was last year, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, and Chase has talked about that before. Um, the, the cool thing about beer that I think a lot of people, it, it's glazed over for people, right? Because, and, and when you think about drinking beer, um, the large statistical majority of the world drinks light big big beer product right and it's just a beer they don't think about it but when you think about the art and the science and the craft behind what we do we're dealing with a living organism right that yeast is living and how it how it it changes and and evolves inside of the product while it's making the beer when it makes it when yeast makes it from wort to beer it's a living organism the analogy that i always use when describing it to people is like cooking you know because in theory Luke could make the same, like, chicken parmesan every year. And you can get the chicken and the pasta from, you can get the chicken from the same farm, same brand pasta, but that stuff changes from year to year as well, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like you're creating the same product, but you're still ultimately dealing with different variances because it's year to year, right? For sure. So, and even when, even the analogy that I like better is, like, you can give the four of us the same brewing ingredients and we're all going to come up with something vastly different you know so it's an art and it is ever evolving but uh i think it just makes sense yeah and to your point um you know since we are working with real carrots it's agricultural and just because the batch of carrots that i got last year doesn't mean this year's is the same right. um and i think that was another change as well um from the taste 
uh, from last year to this year was a little bit different, um, not in a bad way, but, um, you know, that, you know, that was another thing that you have to work with, you know, that's just, just the environment. That's yeah, just what's subject to, I mean, all, all the raw materials, you know, that's why we, we take efforts into trying to rotate uh, different crop years out, you know, trying to blind it back and then get to a, a, a base, you know, a basic of it, I guess. Um, you know, the wine industry, for example, is, is a good um, um, example, I guess, of, of every crop year is different and it's a vintage. So, you know, brewers don't have that, that advantage right now currently. For it's a good, you know, That's a really good point. Or. So um, if we were to grow, <laughs> let's have some fun with this. Uh, well, real quick before I go to this, I would tell you now having another one here, um, having had a, a fair amount of it before and now it, it now, um, I think, uh, for me personally, I can tell that it's a dedicated batch to Carmen's Carrot Cake. Mm-hmm. So to me, this tastes like a more rounded out beer of what it's supposed to be as a full batch yeah. versus seven barrels peeled off of Voss. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I, think um, it's, I, I think it's hard to make a dessert beer that's actually like drinkable. Yeah. Um, usually they're just, they're just kind of, you know, it's easy to get away and have it be cloningly sweet and and not having any kind of balance to it. But this is, it's got the acidity uh, from the beer itself, but also just a touch of that. I'm not sure if it's citric acid in carrots or what, but there is an acidity that the carrots bring as well mm-hmm. um, that just kind of help balance the entire beer out. And then with the flavorings that we're adding as well, just kind of have that icing uh, cake flavor. It's yes. Yeah. And again, I love that there's no lactose. No, no lactose. It doesn't have that that almost chalky character that you sometimes get from, right. from lactose. It makes it so much more drinkable. It does. It, it absolutely yeah. does. And the color. <laughs> yeah. oh, the co- I mean, the color just, The color makes it almost like a novelty. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? It's, the, it's, the only negative thing about this beer that I don't think that there's really anything mm-hmm. that we can do about it without adding any kind of different chemicals um, is the head retention. I think the oils from the carrot must be just... Uh, picking away uh, those lower mm-hmm. molecular protein structures, so which makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's unfortunate, but I think it's just the way this beer is going to be. Because um, I'm not willing to add any other flavor, you know, chemicals no. to it. To no, there's it no need retention. to do that. But you can taste the carbonation, so you know you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's car- it's fully carbonated. Yeah. It's just yeah. that it retention. is a bummer though, because when you pour, it's a nice bright orange. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty it's cool. Pretty, pretty yeah. um, okay, so how much? <laughs> What do you guys think? If we were to grow our own carrots on site here, puree said carrots and put them in this beer, how, many, how much be a lot. space of carrots, how many, how many carrots would we need to grow to do this? Oh, man. Do we have enough land to do that? <laughs> I mean, we, we all look out the window as if we have any, sure have any idea like, how, how growing carrots works. <laughs> Dude, I tried to grow carrots one year. In my, the one year I had a garden, I planted carrots. Yeah. I was so pissed when at the end of the season I had like four carrots. <laughs> what <laughs> happened? Like the side of your finger. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, the... What if I just came out like spit like oh for every uh, cubic foot of carrots I say equal you, you would have got me I would have believed you yeah, I would have yeah. believed you you could have said anything and I would have yeah for you. every six cubic feet of a carrot garden that produces one and a half gallons of puree also That's knowing it. you I feel like I could have just like you knowing that fact would have been all right with yeah. me yeah it wouldn't have surprised me even a little bit yeah. <laughs> it would have been awesome then if Luke would have been like actually it's every four point seven feet so um, it's pi squared though. Yeah. <laughs> so Haley and I did go uh, grow uh, carrots for. I think one or two years, um, but honestly, like carrots are so cheap. Like, I know. It kind of doesn't doesn't make sense to grow it in your own backyard. I guess I you, eat, you eat a shit ton of carrots too. I do love carrots. Carrots are my favorite vegetable. That's why I want to do a carrot beer because my favorite vegetable. And that's, <laughs> why, that's why carrots I have seventeen second. twenty uh, vision. Wait, say that again. That's why I have seventeen twenty vision. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell a story real quick. So <laughs> at New Glarus, I got um, phosphoric acid in my eye. And so I, I rinsed it out properly to the 15 minutes cold water like you're supposed to do and um, tried to go back to work. And I was like, God, my eyes is kind of irritating. So um, I went to Dan, Dan Carey and I was like, hey, my, I got phosphoric acid in my eye. It's just, I, I rinsed it out for 15 minutes, um, which, you know, I, I've gotten chemical in my eyes a few times and usually I just flush it out and it's good to go. No big deal. <laughs> NBD. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so Dan's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll drive you to the, the clinic or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool. And I've always joked with Haley how, how good my vision is. And uh, um, just as like an ongoing joke because I, I, I eat so much carrots. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I didn't text Haley at all. Um, I think this is before we were married, but I didn't text Haley at all. 
And uh, eventually, I did a eye exam while I was up there. And this is before they did a flush to check and a flush, and then to check my runoff uh, pH in my eye. And they tested my eye, and they're like, "Wow, you have you have seventeen twenty vision with your eye being irritated." <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was like, "I knew it." So I texted. So I, so I, so I texted Haley while I was in the hospital. I was like, "Hey, I'm in the hospital. No big deal, but." I got seventeen twenty vision <laughs> with my eyes being messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Boom! How fu- how funny would it have been if Haley was just like, "Oh, so gra- so happy for you, man!" <laughs> like not concerned for your well being. Yeah, at she all. Yeah. She was why like, he was in the hospital. Yeah, so when are you home again? Yeah, she was like, "Wait, you're in the hospital? Are you still making dinner tonight?" <laughs> right? Can you grab takeout on the way home? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, do you think carrots actually help your vision? I mean, I have really good vision. I ate a shit ton of carrots as a kid. <laughs> so I, I would assume so, I guess. So you also ate a lot of canned corn. I did eat a lot of canned corn, Ooh. too. Is that Ooh, cream? To cream no, corn no, no, or yeah, like cream. corn kernels? Yeah, cream cream corn. Oof. I, hey, <laughs> when I was a kid, my, dude, my parents cooked us so much cream corn. My uh-huh. mom. Ugh. Oof. That's good stuff. Yep, canned corn, man. Yeah. <laughs> and now I look at it, and I'm like... Oh, I ate so much of this. Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. All Wisconsin are, you know, fed off corn. So we're so big. <laughs> so mighty. Look at Wisconsin linemen. They're just fed corn and beefcakes. <laughs> potatoes. Corn and beefcakes. <laughs> no, the corn makes them into beefcakes. <laughs> oh, I got it now. Uh, corn equals. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not, not like and. It's corn and. Not yeah. corn and. Corn equals. Yeah, so then you just only eat corned beef? <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Nicely done, Luke. Nicely done. Um, is there anything else you guys want people to know about this beer? Um, I'm excited that it's gonna it's gonna get a bigger reach this year. Yeah. Um, I think we were all a little worried about being frank. We were all a little worried that this beer wouldn't sell last year because it's so <laughs> damn weird. And then it ended up being the exact opposite. It's one of the fastest, like yeah. per beer. C- correction. Correction. What? Correction. It is the fastest selling keg we've ever had. Yeah. So clearly, clearly it works. And I think we're still going to get a lot of people who, you know, look at this and are like, what the hell is going on? And then, you know, maybe they give it a shot. Maybe they don't. They're going to regret it if they don't, though, for sure. I completely agree. The, uh, for those that can't see, this is why we need to get video podcasting up. <laughs> Danny, I feel like it would just uh, be embarrassing for you if we did that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should all make sure our, our mics are threaded down properly. <laughs> yeah. Just generally in life or right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, good answer. Well, it would be great for people to see all of the bright orange beers on the table. Like right. the, the Carmen's. You literally have a bucket of low-fill Carmen's <laughs> cans, which well, is fantastic. I'm, I'm on my third one already. I mean, I mean they go down so easy. They're so crushable. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Oh, for those that can't see, my mic fell off the thread and just hit me in the junk like while I'm sitting here. It straight up fell straight in my lap. And these are heavy mics, man. They're not light. It hurts. Um, it hurts real bad. <laughs> uh, no, what I was going to say is, so in the tap room, um, volume, per, volume per day, Carmen's Carrot Cake is the fastest selling beer we've ever had in the tap room. It popped, um, and it's one of those things, too. I think Haley always talks about this, like, you know, people seeing something in a glass and that, like, converting to a sale. It's like, I remember, like, Berry Mixed Up was, like, a good example of that. Like, people would see them walking around with, like, a bright purple beer. I'm like, ooh, that looks good. I'll get that. And people would literally come up to the uh, bar and be like, hey, I want the purple beer. You're like, right. Like, not even knowing, like, what style of beer it is, why yep. it's purple, you know? Yep. So, that's exactly right. I think we're going to turn a lot of heads with this beer. <laughs> I think so, too. I, 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 yeah, I remember, I think Justin was like, yeah, we're going to do 60 barrels of it. I was like, Chad and I were talking uh, the other day, and he was saying that, you know, the sales team is, like, asking for this every day because they've been yeah. talking about it for a couple of weeks now with all their buyers. So oh. I think it'll fly, and I think it's one of those things, too, that, you know, I, I imagine bottle shop owners, you know, people walk in all the time, craft beer nerds, like, hey, what's new? What's good? What do you recommend? Like, I think this is going to be something that people are going to be like, you got to try this. Have you heard of carrots and beer before? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever had a, uh, uh, a carrot beer before in my life oh. until this beer. I'm sure I there's, I hadn't I, I'm sure there's some out there, but I don't I even like carrots, one. so I definitely uh, haven't. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, I like but you beer. like this beer. I do like this beer. Okay. I like, you, I like carrot cake. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you taste carrots? I actually do. I taste carrots. Yeah. 
I for sure do. It's I, I think Luke, maybe Luke's swimming in my head, but like the sweetness from <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely that. Yeah, the sweetness is like really like now that I know the sweetness is coming from the carrots, that's all I can think about. You have and, his mind in a pretzel. Oh, I'm in a big pretzel. World it's solved. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna share something super personal, but Uh-oh. when I eat. Carrots. Don't stop. I don't know. If, <laughs> we know when, where this is going. When, you, when, you, when I eat carrots, I actually eat the outside first because there's the, oh, the okay. core of the carrot. That's not where I thought it was I going. Know, I, thought, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know where it was going. Yeah, where <laughs> you think it was going to go? I don't, we'll talk about it off air. Right. So anyways, why? Why do you do that? Because if you eat the core of the carrot, it's very sweet, and it's got a much kind of better flavor profile. Uh, so so like, you don't peel them. No, 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 no. I, 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 if you bite into them in the middle, it usually cracks and it, yeah. and it exposes that that middle section of the carrot. Are you a Are you a big? Uh, so like when you like, let's use Thanksgiving as an example. You like load up a plate of like everything on Thanksgiving. Are you like going down the line of like things you like the least to the things that you like the best on the plate, or are you a mixer? Because um, that comment makes me feel like you save the best for last. Yeah, usually, but if mashed potatoes are involved. I, I like to mix in a lot with mashed potatoes. Oh, okay. Dude, mashed potatoes and anything. But if mashed potatoes aren't involved, usually I'm a separate eater. I like to eat things separately. I'm, I'm uh, a big, like, if I have a meal of multiple things, I'm eating the thing I like the least first. Yes, oh, so why, fill the, your, yeah. why fill your yeah. belly with the least yeah. filling thing first? No, I'm the same way. I, I'm saving I, the best for last. Yeah, I normally exactly. have a pretty good gauge yeah. of, like, how yeah. much I want to eat. Yeah, that's the difference between me and you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the same I have way. no self-restraint. <laughs> I said the best bite for last. Because that's, yeah. that's what you want your you know your last bite to be remembered by by this plate and this meal is by that bite that you think is gonna be the best one so, so i don't do it in public <laughs> but when i'm at home eating pizza i'll go crust to the uh, middle yeah. stop it yeah yeah you do not i swear to god no that's what i do too i just i just always like nibble what the crust, the off crust is the worst part you no, got it no 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 you gotta no. get you gotta I get like through the, the cut the i crust. like the crust as well plus you no. can dip the crust in marinara sauce yeah, afterwards course. okay that's yeah. fine a little butter i'm with danny i'm <laughs> with danny on this one i'll even you eat the public. crust first too. You do well, not. I'll hold like the corner of the crust, and I'll eat all the crust, leaving a big chunk of the gooey cheese and yeah. stuff on top of it. And yeah. then I'll and then I'll consume the last bite with a little bit of crust on it, with the main chunk of. You know, no, just, I, just when you think you know a guy, I'm sh- you don't. They when tell I'm, you they eat the crust first. When <laughs> I'm at home, I'm sh- I'm straight going crust to the middle like that, that. Like that's a standard thing. You do it all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what? Hey, I don't do it. I don't. A- I don't do it in public because it's probably pre-crime. Hey, but- can we? <laughs> the day- <laughs> The Dan Levitard show on ESPN does a really good job of this, and it's really funny. Can we start like a poll segment after uh-huh. the podcast? Can you can you put a poll on our social media? I want to know how many people have ever eaten the crust first. I mean, I it's got to be like well, back in the day they would do cheese stuffed crust. Pizza so you Hut. Could eat I, okay, I, but that I, was that was you'd eat it at the end. That's different. No, 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 you that's, different. Different. They even, <laughs> that's different. They even yeah, commercialize it as yeah, flipping like, it and stuff. No. Yeah. I want to know. Add this. Add this to some sort yeah. of poll somewhere. Social media website. Something. Yeah. I bet you the answer is less than forty percent. Oh yeah. I was thinking like less than ten. Okay. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm in the minority here. Okay. I think I think conventional wisdom tells you to eat the middle first because. That's how it works. Because well, that's how a normal human yeah. eats pizza. Uh, I'm, I own it. What I'm more curious to know is is how many people eat pizza with a fork and knife. Because mm. th- that's pre-crime. Definitely pre-crime unless you're eating <laughs> Chicago-style pizza. Oh, yeah, that's different. Deep oh, yeah. dish is different. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're just taking like a piece of Marco's pizza with a fork, <laughs> yeah. dude, I want no. No, we're not having a conversation. Napkin on your that's plate. Like, that's, on your like, that's like disrespectful to pizza. Right? Like, I don't the whole point pizza. of pizza is that you can pick it up and eat it with your hand. And I might lose ooh. a couple friends here, but I don't want to be friends with anyone that eats pizza with a fork <laughs> 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 Outside of Chicago-style deep dish. Yeah, I mean, that's the obvious. Do you, hold on. Do you fold your pizza? Uh, depending on style, yeah. Like if I'm eating like the Goodfellas pizza, that's like pretty big and yeah. really thin. You gotta fold it, just because like you have to two hand it. Otherwise, so. that's true. Yeah. That's well, true. I believe George Casanza got a promotion by eating a Snickers bar with a fork and knife. Yes. So, I don't know. Maybe it's a. That's certainly pre crime. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're one of my it's five a, friends that likes Seinfeld. It's a sign of sophistication, perhaps. <laughs> George Costanza also slept under his desk <laughs> frequently. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was a great episode. But he also got a raise because they thought he was... Oh, no, that's when he left his car <laughs> in the parking lot. Yeah, always yeah. working. <laughs> always working. Uh, what about you guys, uh, Luke, Chase? Anything, any, uh, any final comments or thoughts on this beer? It's okay if not. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm happy with it. You know, it, I'm pretty sure it's pretty darn close to I mean, a little bit better than last year's. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of there was a lot of pressure on this one because everyone was asking. I mean, I got texts nonstop about it, and people were like, "Oh, when's it coming out?" I'm like, I don't know. "You get texts?" Yeah, I got texts about really? it. Yeah. <laughs> and then when it was posted, people were like, "So I'm gonna get a lot of this. How much is there?" I was like. Pfft. 60 barrels. Yeah, yeah. When, the, when I got text, it was like, uh, yeah, I got text, oh, you too. You get text, too? Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, I don't get text. Haley gets all your texts. It's okay. <laughs> they all go to Haley. Yeah. So, uh, when, when it was like, are you going to hook me up with some carrot cake? I'm like, you're going to be good. Yeah. You'll be good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, it, but it, seriously, though, so we do have 60 barrels of it. We, we have kind of leaned into this beer as one of our seasonals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is a beer similar to Kenosha, uh, uh, Polka Polka. Whatever we're calling it, the, re- um, the real ones now. Yes, that's all right. Uh, that's right. That's right. If you know, you know. Uh, we view it similar to that, right? These are yeah. these are our two beers. I think moving forward, that will be our winter, yeah. our winter beers. So uh, the idea is uh, certainly not that this will uh, run out quickly. Now, I will say, uh, given environment, given can can supply, given everything else, when the sixty barrels is done, it's it's gone for the year. Mm-hmm. So uh, don't sleep on it for sure. But I would imagine two, three weeks it'll be around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, same with Kenosha, too. I mean, we went 120 barrels on Kenosha. And yeah. We're out of it. Yeah, like, I mean, that beer's gone, gone pretty much. If Christmas, you can find right? that at a real t- retailer right now and you like it, snag it. Because yeah. it's literally our sales team is, is out of it yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You need to probably double it next year. Yeah. Like, hey, weird. Cool. If only Danny and I had been saying <laughs> that for the last 16 months. No, it's, it's true. A, it's true. Yeah. Out, yeah. It's true. yeah. Um, now you you guys you guys know a thing or two about about making a beer. I'd yeah. say <laughs> not about the amount of what to produce. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on that. <laughs> no, I'm saying I I personally don't. I just like 120 barrels. Really, All right. last till February. But nope, nope, sure didn't. Um, what about uh, what about Puffy Coat? How do you guys feel about that beer? Real quick, we'll touch on that before we hit into our last segment. It's good for what it is. Yeah, I like it. I, I, so I like it a lot. Um, Puffy Coat is our s'mores brown ale we yeah. released this week, by the way. It's uh, I don't know. I feel like um, it's a beer that you can actually like drink quite a bit of as well. It's just very light um, with this with the uh, s'more flavors, uh, s'more flavors. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Che, che, for those that uh, don't know the inside joke here, uh, Chase has a tough time saying s'more. It always comes out s'mores. So I think that's how I've taught to say it. <laughs> that's all right. My wife was taught to say cul-de-sac, too, and not cul-de-sac, so I get it. That's tough. People yeah. were loving my uh, s'more on top of the... Oh, that was sexy. Yeah. Bro, I don't know how you did that. I, I straight up took a, like a Bic lighter oh, yeah. and just like waved <laughs> it on the marshmallow. Bro, that s'more looked so appealing. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Well, I was like... You kind of killed it for me just tell me it was with a Bic later. Yeah. <laughs> I think you probably got something from the it's, Blue River. It's like yeah, a, that's torch. what I thought. It was probably a torch. No, I, I, I actually envisioned Danny like in like his uh, his PJs like taking a lighter. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, do it took me a while because like it's a Bic lighter, so it, 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 it wasn't a very fast process. Casey, one of our delivery drivers, was like, do you want the blowtorch? I was like, that seems unsafe. That's <laughs> <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> This will do. <laughs> this uh, this podcast is not sponsored by Bic. Right. Uh, however, Bic, if you're interested, hit us up. Right. Uh, or nuts.com. Always <laughs> still looking for nuts.com. Dude, if, I, if, nuts.com. if Taco Bell doesn't end up sponsoring this podcast, so we're going to have a problem. I felt like I was, uh, you know how, have you guys ever seen the videos of how, uh, like, people that do, like, food commercials, like, make food look super good without actually cooking it? Yes. You know, like how like burgers, they like only take, like they only like cook the outside so it looks super juicy. That's what I felt like I was doing. Mm. Just lying to our consumers. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't touch the beer. It was just the s'more. Yeah. S'more. I did it on accident. <laughs> I actually didn't do that on purpose. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like the s'more a lot. The, the s'more beer a lot. Um, it's uh, very drinkable. It's uh, The flavors are there, but they're not like in your face. So you can actually consume a decent amount of it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's like I said earlier, it's a brown ale with, mm-hmm. with with flavors. I mean, it's not it's not gonna like you said, it's not gonna smack you across the face, but it's there. Yeah. It tastes like s'mores to me, mm-hmm. um, but it's still beer, which is what and we try to yeah, do. It's all natural flavoring too, and yeah, it's, it's good yeah. beer. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Danny, let's hit our last segment. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? What are you listening to? 
All right, Danny, start us off. Uh, one of my favorite artists came out with a new song at midnight last night. Uh, You're going to do it. I shouldn't have let you go first. Yeah, Stay Next to Me by Queen92 and Chelsea Cutler. Really good I actually caught this song from your Instagram stories. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, Chase? Uh, Chase is such a wild card. I know. I never <laughs> know what I'm going to get. It's great. I'm going to go to the song I heard this morning, uh, Sturgill Simpson, um, uh, White House Road. Nice. Okay. Uh, hold on. Lukester, you got a song? <laughs> um, I guess, uh, what was it called? Give me a second. Come back to me. Sorry. All right. I'll go with, uh, I'll go with a song that I've been listening to. Um, it's a, a song by Chris Stapleton. Um, nice. I, I've, I know I keep going back to Chris Stapleton, but for whatever reason, I'm, I'm just feeling it right now. Uh, it's a, call, a song called You Should Probably Leave. Um, oh, I've heard that. It's a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. I, I'm just a huge. I'm. I, I'm a. Uh, I grew up on Throwback Country, yeah. uh, and I love like Merle Haggard, Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash. Yeah. Um, I like some new country. I don't love all of it. Uh, in fact, most of it I don't love, but I do. I do it's, like some of it. It's too poppy. Yeah. Uh, um, but, but Chris Stapleton has that throwback oh, feel to me. Actually, I I almost went with Fire Away. Chris Stapleton. Ah, it's a great song. Uh, yeah, I great love that song. song. Yeah. Uh, mine would be probably uh, from you know from the Garden State uh, soundtrack with uh, "Don't Panic" by Coldplay. Nice, dude. Garden that State's song. a very underrated movie. Oh yeah, but I think that song's pretty good in the in the uh, the crappy world we're living in right now. So it uh, kind of cheers you up a little bit. I yeah. should go back and re-listen. That's that's a good call. Yeah, we were, we were jamming out to it down in the in the brewery for a little while. So it's awesome. It's a great album. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, all right, guys. Um, here we are. Anything else? Final thoughts. I'm excited for people to have this beer. Me too. I'm, I'm really excited for people to have this beer. Um, I'm excited to be around the table with you guys again. I love podcasting and, and just, just being with you guys, especially Chase mentioned earlier that a lot of us are working from home right now uh, while we can. So uh, it's tell always me, good to be. Tell me about how hard it is to sell her from home. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. I wish I could be around all you fools every single day. Cheers, uh, guys. Cheers, love guys. you guys. Cheers. Cheers.